Welcome back. Hey, everyone. We're now episode two. So last week we talked about how we met um, a little bit about our earlier years. So we're just going to continue on with that tonight. Well, it's nighttime for us, but we're going to continue on with that <laughs> for this episode. Um, just so, you know, everyone gets to know us a little bit. Um, so we dated all through high school after what I think I was a, was I a junior or a sophomore? Wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that where you want to start? Just start, just, you just going to throw them in like that? Just. I mean, how else would you want to start it? We talked about. When we first started dating and how we had the conversations about, you know, are we going to continue or not? We talked about that already? Yeah. Okay. So, we dated through the end of high school and then I went off to pursue college at Old Dominion University. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. Maybe we should just start with post-graduation. <clears throat> like, like, if we talked about going through... High school and stuff like that. Maybe we should just talk about like, all right, now post graduation, we did X because. Well, that's essentially what we're doing. We're not like forty five minutes into the episode. Okay, I mean, it's your world. <laughs> it's your world. I was just just voicing my opinion. <laughs> As you rightly can, um, but we both went off on our different paths. Uh, of course. You know, because we had been dating for so long, we did, you know, discuss what it is that we were thinking. I kind of always knew that I wanted to go into education. So it wasn't like a a question of what I was going to do, more of where I was going to go. Because, of course, you couldn't, can't um, teach the babies of America without a degree. So for me, it was where do I want to go? And what were your choices? wherever I wanted to go because I could choose wherever I wanted. Why? Because I always took education very seriously for myself. So I knew that wherever I was going to set my mind to go, that's where I was going to go. No, but I'm asking, did you have pre-selections? I'm not asking for my benefit. I was there. But I'm asking for the audience, did you have pre-selections? Like, what was that, what was that process like for you? Because you finished what? Borough GPA? In high school? Yeah. No, I wasn't a 4.0. I was pretty high up there, but what? I wasn't a 4.0. What was it, 3.9? I really don't remember my GPA, but it oh, was It won't that long ago. Don't. I just, it never was like, my, 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 the most important thing to me was that I always went above and beyond. Because you took AP? Yes. AP classes? Yes. But I, I didn't finish with a 4.0. It was like a point. Eight nine or something like that. Do you remember who the um, the number one person in your class I was? I do. What's that? What's that called? Valedictorian. Yeah. I do. Who? I'm not going to state their name. They might be listening. Maybe oh. they don't want everybody to know their oh. business. Oh okay. I remember the number two too. I absolutely adored that person. Were you? So what number were you in your class? I was like eleven. Oh okay. That's not bad. Yeah. So. But did you did you have like schools you wanted to go to? I had schools that I contemplated, but I landed at ODU because my brother had gone there and I had fond memories of his experience through him there. 
and their education program was pretty good. So I, I ended up choosing there and they gave me a nice scholarship too. Yeah, that was going to be my other question. How do you how do you deal with the the cost and stuff like that cuz you know, with our backgrounds not necessarily coming from opulent or very wealthy families is a that's a financial burden that you that you decided to incur right out of high school. Right. Yeah, cuz it was all me. I didn't have like my parents do any of that. My dad by that time had already passed away and my mom, I wasn't going to have her sign in paperwork, so it was all me. Yeah, I mean, I put in on that. I mean, you did. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you were there like like we were like tight thick and thin type couple at that point. You took me to college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't have the, you know, my parents are bringing me. I had my guy is bringing me, and my mom and my brother did come to, um, or it was it, I can't remember what it's called, when the parents come, and then they have, like, this big thing. Parent-teacher conference? No. <laughs> but they did have, like, that moment where they came out for that, but as far as me moving in, as you all remember, yeah. we loaded the neon up mm-hmm. with all of my little stuff, and... The took neon. me took me right on down. We have to have an episode about the neon. The, what a great car! I love that car. But um, yeah, right now I could drive that car right now. Nah, I couldn't. <laughs> nope, we we're not even going there. We'll have another whole episode about the red neon. <laughs> That's a beautiful car. Um, but that was my path, and so my path was university, and then you chose the military. But I I think I think that's why. I asked a question around how do you do the finances? Because I think that's pretty important. You know, deciding to take on that that burden and why you chose that burden. Because that that actually had a big impact on me and why I chose the path I chose mm-hmm. coming out of high school. Because I was not. I don't. I don't even know what number I was. And yeah, you didn't really. School wasn't your thing back I mean, then. I mean, it's still not necessarily like, (laughs) like, I don't, I don't try, like, academics are important. I I won't ever say that they're not. I just don't hyper focus on the grading and things like that in academics. I show up to learn. And as long as I'm learning a thing, the grades don't matter as much to me, like, I don't worry about being a straight A student. I worry about understanding and mastery. Absolutely. More so. So if I'm a, which I was, like a C student, C, B student, if I was really interested in the class, then that, I was fine with that. You know, I never really had that intrinsic desire to be a straight A student. It just, I didn't see the, I didn't see the, the benefit. The long-term benefit. I'm like, if I know the information and I have mastery of a skill, then I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. And at most points in my life, I've never had that experience where people ask, were you a straight-A student? Right. You know? And so, but the thing I did know coming out of high school was, again, coming from, you know, a rural area, you know, with, um, you know, not not big financial benefactors where somebody would say, 
I'll pay for you to go to college. Right. We definitely didn't have that. And I didn't have a strong understanding of how scholarships work or why they work, you know. So that's when I made the choice. Like, actually, what's, what's before your senior year? Junior year? Yeah. I made the choice my junior year to enlist. I enlisted in the early, early, uh, not early enrollment. That's not, that's not the <laughs> word, but. It's called like the delayed entry program. That's what it's called, the debt program. And uh, so for a whole year, I had already set my mind to go into the military. Um, one, you know, we had some military history in the family with my grandpa. Um, my dad talked fondly of, of the military. He never really talked bad about it. So it was, he didn't enlist either, but he didn't have no. anything bad to say. Yeah, he didn't enlist, but he didn't have any. He didn't have anything negative to say. Um, and then, you know, so after, after I joined the, the Marine Corps on the early, on the delayed entry program, it was really just, you know, sitting down. Well, actually before, before I got to that point, it was really understanding that going to college for me had a lot of implications. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And so to me, it just seemed like a real poor decision anywhere I chose, right? So even if somebody would have showed up and given me a full ride, I feel like because I didn't know what I wanted to do, it would have been a waste of their time, my time. And their money. And the money. And then I would have got out and just be like, I got a degree in, I don't know, and I don't even want to work in that industry. I just got the degree. So not being a checkbox person, you know, I was like, well, if I go to the military, it'll do you know, a couple of things. I have somewhere to live. They're going to make some money. I'll make a little money. They'll feed me. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I'll be able to see something interesting. You know, coming from rural Virginia, there's a lot of trees. But right. you, don't, you don't really get to experience the world. So I think that was a, a really good decision. And, and funny enough, you know, you were the only person I told. I know. So I didn't. Because your mom, I caught heat about that. <laughs> because she, you know, as 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 a mother would be like, wait, you're doing what? Yeah. Why? What are you doing? Did you know? How did you know already? So. Yeah, I mean, she found out the day the uh, recruiter came to pick me up to take me to. Naps. I know she was not <laughs> happy about that. Not at all. She tried to talk me out of it too, but uh, I had kind of after the year getting worked up for it and then um, signing the papers and everything, I was kind of set on it. And um, honestly, looking back, it was, it was a fantastic decision. And I think, I think it was good too that you and I were able to have that conversation. Like I was able to make that move and then have that conversation with you and we just talked about what that meant, what that implication was, and right, like how we how felt does, about it. How would it look for us being, you know, me being at college, you being in the Marine Corps? Like, what type of relationship that would look like yeah, for and, us? And being real honest with the possibilities, right? Because I could have got stationed in anywhere in the world, Yeah, actually. you know. And then, I mean, we really were blessed in that way because you ended up being stationed on the same coast, only a couple of hours away. Yeah. To yeah. the point where you were able to make 
trips up almost every weekend when you weren't on duty. Yeah, yeah, which sucked. But, um, yeah, that and that was a good thing. I mean, MOS school was a reach, you know. The, the, yeah, the beginning parts of the of of your career were, they were hard because you were away a lot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good six months or so, you were away, away. Yeah. But then, you know, once you got to your final duty station, being again, like I said, only a couple of hours away, it was only a struggle on those times when you had like um, a little, I don't know what they're called right now, it's slipping my mind. When you had the non, like the the little deployments that weren't really deployments. Oh, the training training ops. Training ops. Yeah, Yeah, training (laughs) ops. Yeah, they they were always interesting. I think the thing, too, that was interesting, though, in making that choice, you know, we I got to experience you as a pen pal. Yeah, that was fun. That was weird because I never wrote letters as much in my life until I was in boot camp and then when I was in MOS school. Yeah, we wrote letters a lot. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, you know I mean, pre-cell phone, pre-internet, pre, yeah. pre-Skype and Vimeo and Zoom and... All that jazz. Yeah, you know, where I remember a couple of times calling you from a payphone because they had a payphone at the duty station when I was at MOS school. And I remember waiting in line to use the payphone. Um, But then I called, I think I called Collect the first time. I don't remember. I remember like, oh, I need $4 to make this call or something crazy like that. And I had like a dollar and it was like. But how did you call me? It was just a payphone outside. I know, but what number did you call? Anyway, I guess that's a, yeah. an important detail. I called you at the... At, at school? Yeah. At the well, university. you couldn't have called me collect at school. Oh. <laughs> that's why I said that. Oh. What about Christmas? Remember that Christmas? That same year? I thought I talked to you collect one time. You probably did. I'm sure you did. I okay. just don't have very good memory of Maybe it. that was just at your mom's house or something. Yeah, it was probably at home. But um that that was real interesting going going through that and then um I guess the the next question is what was it like to be in university or be in college and have a long distance boyfriend? I mean, it was, was kind like of it was kind of perfect because <laughs> <laughs> because that sounds so terrible. It was kind of great. I mean, because honestly, I didn't have the distraction of all the other boys on campus because I was like, I'm here to learn. I have a guy that I really love. So I see you over there. Hey, how you doing? But I'm here about these books and I got a goal in mind. I got this guy that loves me and I love him. So it was like the perfect situation for me because I just didn't have any distractions. And then the fact that like you were away during the week, again, if you were closer, closer, like if you had gotten stationed down the street, essentially, Mm -hmm. then it probably would have been more, would have been more difficult because we would have just wanted to hang out. Because that's we just it always enjoy just hanging out, riding around, talking. Mm-hmm. So we would have wanted to do that more. So like because I didn't have that kind of distraction on campus at all, it was 
during the week. I'm in classes, and I, you know me, I've always been the type, I don't procrastinate, so I'm in classes, getting my work done. And then if you were able to come up on the weekend, we could hang out, and I didn't feel a way about it because I had already gotten all my stuff done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was, I, I have no complaints about it. No. I mean, once I got to be um, like a senior and I was a, a lot more involved and things like that on campus, I would have people approach me and say like, why were you never at the parties or why weren't you this, why weren't you that? And I'm like, I had a goal in mind and partying was not one of them. <laughs> but that was just, I guess, my temperament. I've just always been a, a super focused, I have goals in mind type of type of person. Yeah, that's true. I can I can totally agree with that. You're you're the only person that I've met that when we were in high school you knew exactly what you wanted to to do. You said, I wanna teach the children of America. I said of the world. Oh, of the world. That's interesting. I'm surprised we didn't end up in Guam. I mean, the DOD had that job. I in, know. We did. I did Guam. look at that quite a bit. I mean, I guess that's not the world because Guam is a U.S. territory. Yeah, so. but it's still not in America. True. True. Do you? Yeah, never mind. I'll leave that alone. But um, I think for me, from that same perspective, it was um, I was in a support role at that point in my mind where it was, you know, being in the military and that kind of thing, which is something I took ultra serious when I signed up for, because there's not many things that, when it comes, I guess, I guess it comes from being the product of an older generation and traditionalists mm-hmm. in that way. I take things like loyalty very seriously and commitment very mm-hmm. seriously. So when I signed up for the military, it was a lot of. Um, you know, things I had to come to grips with before I actually enlisted, mm-hmm. you know, things, uh, you know, things around what you're there to do in the military. So, you know, having a, a faith background, you know, I had to come to grips with that and really deal with that because even indirectly, this is a thing that you're, you're participating in willingly, you know, things like that. So I had to come to grips with those kind of things. And then after that, you know, I took the training aspect. Well, really more after boot camp because mm-hmm. boot camp was more like, I got to just make it through this. Right. <laughs> boot camp was, was something else. But then after boot camp, all of the training that was given, I took really seriously. And I think uh, having that long distance relationship allowed me that same level of focus mm-hmm. where I could be at the training focus on the training, you know, go back to the barracks and really shut out the noise of being, you know, 20 right. in the military. Now, yeah, sometimes I would hang out with the fellas and every once in a while we would have like a barracks party or something like that. But I think it was it was a lot easier to keep that, that strict focus and listen to, you know, some of the guidance of some of the um, more senior marines around mm-hmm. that would tell you stuff like you know you're in a military town and it's don't mess with the women here because they understand how rank works and right. stuff like that and they'll get you caught up and those kind of things and you know being young and having someone 
that I'm committed to and feeling that early, uh, that early, I don't know what the word is right now, but feeling like I'm supposed to be that support mechanism while you're in school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh yeah, let me keep my nose clean. Let me make sure this and that don't happen because at some point she's coming here and I don't need any oh, rumors I got it. about this and that and the third. You know what I'm saying? Because it's still a small community. Yes. So at some point I had already planned, you know, because even in boot camp, remember I, I wrote the note to your parents. To my mom. To your mom while I was in boot camp. You know, asking for permission to get engaged. So I already had a plan in mind that right. at some point we're going to, you know, walk the aisle, get married, and then you'll be on base with me. So I couldn't, it's almost like a nesting situation, right? Right. Because I couldn't, I couldn't have a situation where I'm going to bring you here and you're here and you're involved in the community. And the first thing you get, you got to hear is some kind of weird rumor. Right about your guy you know what i'm saying that wouldn't have been a great start to that relationship right. either so that's a great point because it's it was a similar thing at, at college even though you visited me way more than i had the opportunity to visit you um early on i mean as time went on of course we were able to visit a lot more but um just having that community of people around me even at school that were pretty focused too i mean we had a good time mm -hmm. you know my a5 my b5 friends mm -hmm. a5 and b5 were the rooms that we stayed in yeah yeah but um if they listen then they know who they are right hopefully they'll listen yeah but um we had some good times but the fact that we ha I had some really level-headed focused support groups around me too um, it really just made it made for a really great experience and no real issues along the way. Like we would have people come over. We all like to cook. So, you know, that we became the, oh, they're cooking in B5 and we would invite people over for, for meals and whatnot and Is have a good like, time. That's why you like dinner parties now? I mean, I even liked them when I was little when my mom would have hors d'oeuvres on the table even though my dad would girl, be like girl that's just some cheese and crackers girl that's just some cheese and crackers where you come from talking about some hors d'oeuvres in the it. country i love it but um yeah when we it, it makes a difference who you have around you so then when you would come visit everybody was like oh you're here you know and it was it, it was a nice smooth you know, welcoming in for mm -hmm. you into the friend group that I had established at college. Mm -hmm. Just like when I came down, it was a nice smooth transition and welcoming in for me for the friend group you had established on base, especially with a lot of the, the Marines that were also married or, mm -hmm. or in relationships at the time, mm -hmm. meeting their wives and, you know, getting to understand the way the, you know, military wife life works. Because yeah. that's a whole nother yeah. mechanism to try to understand that you really don't get unless you're really in it. Yeah, yeah. It's a different muscle you gotta work yeah. in that in that area. And and so so for me, setting that whole thing up was in my mind a support piece. Because then when I came up, you know, I would come up prepared to support you 
um, academically because I remember sitting in, in the room and we doing flashcards mm-hmm. or financially if if it you know like you needed a book or yeah, something like that some books. or or just in whatever way that that was and so that was a real driving force yeah. while I was in the military and it helped me maintain focus because I wasn't just there to just do X I'm here but I have I'm part of a larger support system that needs me to be a certain way right and to do a certain thing which honestly that focus helped me really excel I think I think some of my promotions in the military and me moving through the ranks was because I had that kind of head down focus and I could you know follow you know not necessarily follow orders but I could I could think uh, outside the box mm-hmm. and, and be proactive with they which what they call a take initiative on things so I think that that caught the eye of some people and you just wanted to be able to tell me so I just say good job babe yeah yeah I mean I mean (laughs) part of the reason I joined one time when I went to see the recruiter you know and and anybody who know anything about the marines knows the the dress blue uniform yeah you can't beat it and then you know when he was talking about it some of the things he shared with a 20 year old young man I was like well, I got a girlfriend that I would definitely like to put this uniform on and see what happens. <laughs> so, so I can't I can't lie that that didn't factor in. And then the other thing that's that's real interesting about that in the way of image training is very rare you see dress blue uniforms without certain ranks on them. Right. So the uniform because of that image training doesn't even look as good until you have have a certain. A certain some ribbons rank. and some yeah, until you have a certain, a certain rank on it. So that was that was a motivator too. But then, you know, I think I do have a, and I think this is one of the things that that is interesting about our relationship. I think we both have the need to excel at things that we attempt. That's so true. So which it, can be a gift and a curse. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I think being like or equally yoked in that way right helped us in our early relationship because we were together but apart and allowed to excel in our individual environments right and when the other person came to that environment it wasn't awkward or weird right you know what i'm saying like when i came to odu i wasn't intimidated by your success and then i was able to you know, join into your friend group and celebrate that success with right. that group. And and really that's that's the that's a huge thing to me is is memory creation. Right. And I think that that's that also helps me not necessarily cuz you know like some people want to be the center of attention wherever they are. Mm-hmm. But I think once you understand about memory creation, you understand that you play an active role in someone else's life. When they talk about it later. Right. You know what I'm saying? So me being able to join your friend group and just be a part of that memory for you was the satisfaction. Like, right. oh, I was able to, yeah, I had to drive five hours to get there. But if I got here. Three hours. Hmm, three hours for you. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy. I um, am not. <laughs> but for me, 
you know, coming the way I come and the way and then I you know, how much I enjoy driving, so I sometimes I would take a longer yeah. route. But, you know, to get there and to be able to assimilate into that group, become a part of that memory, then leave, you know, later in life when we have conversations, even like now. Right. And you can say, Neil, you remember when? Mm -hmm. And I go, yes, I do remember. Even if the, you know, the six days before that day, I was doing this other thing, creating this other life. And then on that fifth or sixth day, I'm with you and I'm part of that memory. And then that seventh day, I'm back to that other life. Being able to slide into that memory was 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 a big deal and really important right um, for me and I think it's really important for the longevity of the relationship because I think yeah memory building is huge if you because if you're not there and you have all these fond memories it's like what are, what are we gonna talk about yeah or you have all those fond memories and that and the person that you want there isn't right it's feel it feels absent and then you know, I think in some people that even starts to say, well, when were you there for me? Right. Because when I did this, you weren't there. And when I did that, you weren't right. there. And when I did this, you weren't there. You know what I'm saying? It, I think that's just as important for people in relationships as it all, as it is for children. Right. You know, when they talk about, oh, you were never at my football game right. and stuff like that. I think it's equally important in relationships that you're there to celebrate your spouse or partner. Yep. And so. vice versa. We definitely made long distance work, but like with everything else, mm -hmm. we made it work the way that we made everything work. Like, like I guess you should make anything work. We were very explicit in conversation about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we did what we could. Cause it, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it was tough because you, be, I began to rely on the fact that you could come home on the weekends or come to, to where I was on the weekends or we would, or you would pick me up and we would go home and spend the weekends at home and hang out or whatever. So then when you were away, away, it was like, man. Oh, like when I was deployed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, well, I really can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but those times were hard, but for the most part, we were able to be very active in our perspective, our respective, paths at the time until you know we were able to converge them back again yeah i think i think that was the real interesting thing too with the long distance relationships because if you remember um when different things were happening like 9 11 stuff like that you know my my mind would instantly go to you right and mine would go to you and what are you doing and where are you at and um keeping those lines of communication open. Um, so that that was always a real uh, interesting thing. That that time was really stressful uh, for me because, um, you know, we had, like, base restrictions and stuff like that. So right. I couldn't... Couldn't I, leave. Yeah, I couldn't leave. But then I couldn't think... Couldn't have visitors either. But then I think the thing that was also funny, though, was the the first time we you drove down to base mm -hmm. when, we, when, you, when we went down together. And we going down uh, Bear Country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had this is early cell phones, so it's not that many towers. We got a cell phone, and we were literally driving through the sticks. 
And it said, and it had a sign. Remember when we got to that it sign? It was bear country. And it, said, and it was Beware. in the thick of the night. And we yeah. were like, what the heck? The daggone smoking about to run in front of the car. Because it said, Beware of black Beware bears. Beware of black bears. That was a sign. Like, I, I remember there were several of them. There was one, and then that one's the one that perked us up. And then we drive and slow because now we scared. <laughs> that a bear going to come <laughs> up. And Smokey going to jump out in front like, of us and be like, ah. What the world? <laughs> and then every every so couple of miles, you'd see the sign again. And we'd be like, well, how long are we going to be in bear country. country? And it was like no houses, no it gas was station. Nothing. It was like a reserved land area. Yeah. So the only thing there was the road. Even though. And it was a good like 12 miles that felt like 200 miles yeah. because you're nervous the whole time. You ever seen the Terminator 2? Yes. Remember at the end of that movie when they just showed the road and Sarah Connor's talking? Right. Every time I think about that memory of driving through bear country, that's what I see. Just the yellow line coming so at the screen. crazy. And it's just like, we're in bear country. We're in bear country. Only to realize, like, right, maybe the next time that we were completely going out of the way to even get to your base because... There was a way more direct route that mm-hmm. cut out two whole hours of driving. Well, that's what happens when you use MapQuest. I know, right? <laughs> versus you don't pull- have GPS. Yes. Versus pulling out a paper map. You barely can make a phone call on yeah. a cell phone yeah. back in '99. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But yeah, that was real interesting. That was real interesting. I think the other thing too that really informs our relationship is. Um, when we got engaged, I won't necessarily go into the the whole story. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that one next time. But I think I think the thing that's important to call out here is that um, I was very deliberate with that because that your answer to that question had a direct impact on the course of the of the rest of my life. So. When I when I when I asked the question, I was asking it very deliberately because if she says yes, here's one option. If she says no, this is the other option I'm going to take. Right. So it was a very calculated. I made question. a decision about your future and mine, and the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if everybody understands the weight yeah. that 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 carries when when you do that. So I think I think that's. If that's where you want to wrap it up for tonight. Yeah, we'll wrap up there, and then we'll just start back there next week, and then we should be able to finish our up-until-we-get-married type stuff. Introducing ourselves to the world. Okay, fantastic. Well, this was fun. As always. I appreciate our ability to take time, even in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's what happened when you got... Six kids. And no, don't say that because it's a ton of people right now that would love for us to make that happen. And that is not <laughs> what the Lord has told me. And me and Jesus got a got an agreement. About the number of uh, kids? About what he needs to do if, it is, if three is not the number what, that we're supposed to keep. What, wake you up, out your sleep, throw water on you, dance in a circle, <laughs> slap you Look, three times. Me and Jesus, no, we got an agreement. And, and that has not came to pass in my life. So okay. But anyhow, thanks guys for listening. Yep, we appreciate 
your attention and we will talk to you again next week.